Dope Discussions Podcast. Dope discussions, gay to Erica, woke discussions. Mob ties, how they rock and think they both was cousins. Gifting you with their words so you might know you something. Just go and look for them live, they do it every Sunday. Every Sunday. And we gon' bring you that dope. And we gon' bring you that dope. It's gay to beat it, baby. Play state to state, baby, coast to coast. Like the vibe, baby, spark the joke. And we gon' bring you that dope. So talk with Erica, man, talk with G. And all you gotta do is talk with me. And we gon' bring you that dope. And we gon' bring you that dope. And we gon' bring you that Hey, hey, hey. Hey, 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 everybody. How y'all doing? (laughs) (laughs) Happy Sunday. What's going on? Welcome back to another Dope Discussion Sunday. Definitely. Dope Discussions here Sunday, 6.30 Central, 7.30 Eastern. I don't know what it is, Mountain, but I'm pretty sure... It's a couple numbers less. I'll do the math later. Anyway, welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us. How are y'all doing today? Hopefully, y'all have had a great weekend so far. Yes, we certainly have. I feel like I was uh, clubbing all night last night. Yeah, yeah, because we was in the backstage area last night, you know, just talking and chopping it up and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, when you get around people that you like, and that, you know, have like great ideas and great thoughts and things that they want to talk about, man, it can be fun. It can be, you know, exhilarating. And if you do it for a couple of hours, it can be exhausting. So, <laughs> And then you're you're waiting for somebody else to say it first. You 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 sleepy? You ready? Yeah, yeah. So, so what, I did, what I did is I started playing like I was having sound issues and I just took a little nap. on the car like you know what y'all go ahead I was like oh snap they still going hold on let me go back I'm I'm gonna tell Angel you wasn't having no sound issues (laughs) no I really was having sound issues for a second I thought my laptop was gone last night I was like "Uh oh what is happening but I'm glad that it's not and I'm glad to be here to have another dope discussion for everybody in podcast world (laughs) <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we must we should just go ahead and whew, dive right into the first topic of tonight. Oh, yeah. We got we got some nice um introspective thought provoking topics to talk about. So let's kick it off. Yes, definitely. We want to go ahead and kick this off right. And everybody that's in the chat, feel free to chime in and throw in. We appreciate that interaction. And we 
think it fuels the show even better. So, yeah, if y'all see the chat, y'all want to chime in on something, if you think Gator being all out the way, then go ahead and tell me in the chat. <laughs> Shout out to Zach. What's up, Zach? He's Zach always going on. Yeah, Zach's always here. He has a really dope show right after our show. Yes. You definitely want to go ahead and embrace that, man. Uh, if if you if you're not in the pod squad, just look him up. You see his name, yeah. get it, get it. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Missy, <laughs> what's going on, Missy? All right, yeah, let's jump into this. Let's see what we got today. Let's see what juicy stuff we got. All right, our first topic is: Is honesty always the best policy? Is it ever okay to tell a little lie if it's for the greater mm. good? Mm. You know, those little white lies they be talking about. Is it ever mm-hmm. good? Even a little white lie. What you think about that, though? Um, I don't care what color the lie is. It's still a lie. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's true. That is very true. I, I, I feel you on that. I mean... I think honesty always is the best policy. However, if there's a scenario that comes up where you know that you can have irreparable damage done to somebody by Mm. telling the truth, uh, and I'm not talking about relationship-wise. Let me go ahead and put that out there beforehand, because usually when we talk about discussions like this, people think that we're referring specifically to relationships. Not mm-hmm. talk about relationships. I think that honesty is is usually the best policy in relationships. Uh, I'm talking about like interactions with kids and things like that. You don't necessarily want to give them the whole real raw because sometimes they're not developed enough to handle it. Mm-hmm. But if I was to bring it back to a relationship scenario, let's say, ladies, <laughs> that your man comes in the room and he right and ready and he's just thinking he laying. I'm not talking about, you know, just the the you know the, the first time you met this guy, I'm talking about your man, and he mm-hmm. think he done held it down. He like, yeah, I did that, and you sitting there like, dang, I did did something happen? I don't, I don't know if something happened. It might be all right to lie then. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. If she lied and continued to let him think he doing something, she's never gonna get satisfied. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, what I they mean, say, a closed mouth don't get fed. You got to tell true. people. I've lived uh, a lot of my years thinking that people were just automatically going to know what I want or going to understand what I'm thinking without me saying something. Mm, yeah. and, and sometimes the truth, man, I'm telling you, you could sit on the truth for weeks right. and, and, and muddle over it. And go back and forth in your head about should I say this or should I not? Or, but I just believe that honesty is the best policy, and there's always a good way and a bad yeah. way to deliver that truth. Yeah, you just gotta really make sure you're delivering that truth in a way that it can be received and that it's not gonna cause more damage. Yeah, but, um. And then there's going to be some truths that it, no matter how you put it, it's not going to be nice. It's not going to yes. be received well. Yeah, that's true. That is very, very true. You can't tell somebody, you know, your breath stank in a nice way. Um, Maybe I, if you I, just hand them some gum. 
<laughs> and, and, if, and if they turn it down, say no, no, no. You you really want to take this gum? This, <laughs> this like, no. Trust me, you need <laughs> this gum. You need it in your life, <laughs> right? You never this had gum life. like this before, right? You, you never really had gum like this. <laughs> but you know what? I was kind of I was kind of putting it out there for the ladies just a little second ago, just to kind of goat them in a little bit on this. But yeah, even if it's a scenario, especially what you mentioned just now, as far as like you know, so your closed mouth don't get fed. So you definitely want to be honest if this is especially in the bedroom. You know, I mean, because there's no growth that's going to happen if you don't do it. If if your girl do something that you don't like and mm -hmm. you just continue to let her do it and, and you like she thinks she's doing something, you might need to be like, hey, babe, so um, maybe you not do that. And I guess the whole thing is knowing how to communicate stuff. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, like we was talking about the example earlier, if the man's trying to he think he putting it down and you sitting there like what's going on, it may not be good to be like. Boy, if you don't get up, not, that might that might hurt somebody's feelings. Not <laughs> right, not right there in that moment. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Or maybe, exactly, exactly. maybe she could just instead of saying you're not doing what I need you to be doing, maybe she could take the lead. True. Now, and show him his question is what? faking lying. Yes, lying. Hmm. It's lying. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay. So so basically, now how you gonna get through? I mean, he probably gonna know definitely if he ain't performing up to, to snuff. If you just lay it there like just looking oh. at him crazy. <laughs> right. So that that's that's her obvious sign to let him know I ain't feeling it. But mm. a lot of women will fake it just to keep him you know, satisfied and True. to keep the confusion down in the relationship. Um, because just face it, us women, we are, we're more prone to put our own needs on the back burner mm -hmm. for the greater good of everybody else around us. We right. just naturally do that. Right. I, I wanna, yeah. It's not good. No, not at all. Not at all. I want a woman to be honest with me. If 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 I'm not performing up to task, <laughs> you know, if my uppercuts ain't landing, just yeah. you know, let me know. You know, maybe I could work on that some kind of way later. You know, as long as you let me, I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm sensitive. Let me down. Well, let shit, me. Man. Let's see what <laughs> Nicole says. She's been guilty of lying because she didn't want him to feel like less of a man. That's why mm. they turn off the lights. He can't see the, the, the face. So he the, can't the, see the, that you right the disappointment <laughs> or or like that scene from waiting to exhale. Oh, I could have had a V8. Right. <laughs> Lord, see, yeah, I, I and now look, now I'm one. I'm thinking back to all the women that I had that was like, no, turn the lights off, turn the lights off. Hmm. But no, in I, instances <laughs> of like parenting, yeah. Uh I mean, I don't know. I don't believe it. I don't believe you. You really have to lie to your kids either. Um. You know, we were when we were raised, 
we were raised to, you know, in this um, old fashioned kids are to be seen and not heard. And, right. Right. You know, just do what I say. So, you know, your parents didn't have to lie to you anyway, because they was they felt like they didn't have to tell you anything. Right. I ain't got to tell you nothing, son. You ain't, you ain't even supposed to be in the room. Why don't you go over there and play? What's that famous saying? Um, Get out of grown folks face. Mm hmm. <laughs> For real. When I was younger, I came up right at the tail end of it where it, it, them old folks would be sitting there and you talk, they'll, they'll, they'll spit at you or do all kind of crazy stuff. Throw, mm -hmm. uh, throw something at you, all that. Like, mm -mm, no, you know what? I ain't taking no shots. <laughs> yeah. Let me go ahead and go in the other room. But nowadays, kids just talk up all kinds of, you know, being all the business. Yeah. I don't, so, I don't, I don't know. I just, I, I'm having always felt this way, but I feel this way now. Honesty is always the best policy because when you live your life in a way where if you're always living the truth, you don't have anything to lie about anyway. Right, right, right. But in the past, I wasn't always living in the truth. Mm. So I felt like lies were necessary at times. Right. Lies, that's too much to keep up with. Especially mm -hmm. if you gotta try to set up a whole line framework mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, behind it. Because once you tell one lie, then a lot of times you have to tell a lie to cover up that lie. Then you gotta tell a lie to kind of go with that lie. And then next thing you know, you got a whole background of lies that's sitting no there. You gotta right, you gotta sit there and try to remember exactly what you what you lied about from the from the beginning. And mm -hmm. to be honest, that's too much. That's too much, uh too much mind work. I, my brain hurting just thinking about it right now. <laughs> I'd rather just say the truth off the rip. If you don't like it, yeah, it's all right. The truth is so much easier. It's less stressful, and it's like I don't have to remember what I said to you last week, last month. It's still the same thing. You ask me the same question, it's gonna be the same answer because I already right. told you the truth. Right. Right. So, yeah, so I guess we're thinking right now, definitely, honesty is always the best policy. But let them down gently, ladies. Let them down. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So our next topic for tonight, we're going to be talking about toxic traits. Can you recognize your own toxic traits and just and, and verbalize and admit those? Right, right. That's now, probably honestly, the hardest thing to do for anybody. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm not going to lie. I personally feel hit because we had a conversation <laughs> on the Down 5 podcast last weekend. <laughs> well, hey, Down 5 podcast, by the way, Dissection of Gator is the title of that particular episode because I felt like I was being dissected. I was like, everybody well, was like, you got toxic traits. I'm like, what toxic traits I got? Look, I was fighting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but but you know what that made me think about it. It's like, do I have anything that's toxic? And a lot of times we think toxic is, you know, purposely evil traits, like things that I'm doing on purpose that are just kind of underhanded or whatever. But mm -hmm. there are some things that I do that I feel are personally toxic to well, you know, to relate or to myself, not even to relationships, but toxic to myself. For example, um, I think we we talked about it before how I end up giving too much a mm -hmm. lot of times in in my initial interactions with people, uh, and mm -hmm. I'm talking about as far as 
relationships and stuff. And that could come back to bite me and haunt me in the end. So that's one of the things that I can identify might be toxic, not necessarily evil, not trying to put bad on nobody, but it could be an issue for me. Right, right. Um, yeah, it's a it's a thing where it's subconscious, it's not conscious. It's like you say one thing, but your actions always get you the total opposite of what you say you want. That's that's a toxic trait because I'm tr I'm trying to think how to put it. If if you have a goal that you want a relationship, a long lasting relationship with a good woman who, you know, has your best interest at heart. But you choose one. Just by she seemed to be a cool chick. Mm. She got she got this, this and this that I really don't like. Right. But, right. But, but we vibing, though. We cool. And it's like. But the, the this, this, and this thing that you don't like should be a indication of nah, she not it. Mm. Right, you, right. You, you go, you go past those things, mm. and, and and go further and put energy into somebody, and then once once it once it all comes around, it's like. I knew all along I wasn't really gonna be able to deal with this chick, but I just tried to give it a chance. Right, 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 right. Just that, and, and that that that's one of those things that you know, from the outside looking in, people will be like, "Oh, I see that could be an issue with you." And for me, I was just kind of like, "Oh, okay, well, you know, I'm just giving them a chance, you know, because everybody deserve a chance, <laughs> you know, overlooking certain things." Now, we talked, we had an episode earlier this year where we talked about red flags, and one of the issues that I said is that sometimes we ignore those red flags just because we're trying to be nice. So we're trying to be, you know what I'm saying? But I mean, no, <laughs> no. I mean, now I'm starting to, you know, realize painfully that a lot of times these things that are considered, oh, I'm just being nice are actually red flags that I probably need to be looking at. And to be honest, again, checkered flags, because I need to just call it a day and be over. <laughs> Yes. I have no clue what that was, but <laughs> let's go ahead and just, I was just, trying to get it out knock of it here. Knock it out of the box. Knock it out of the box. Rich. <laughs> Look, that's why I was kind of carrying on a little bit because I was reading it while I was talking, and I said, "What the? Oh wait, ooh, oh Lord. <laughs> wait a minute." <laughs> it's been a while since we had one of those. Because <laughs> you know, they had a whole lengthy statement. I was like, maybe they was going to contribute something to the program. Like, we usually see that. Like, Zach, Zach will come in and he'll have a lengthy statement just really like analyzing the thing. And right. Zach is on point. So when I saw that one, it was a doctor in front. I'm like, doctor, da, da, da. oh, okay. Let me see what this is. But they was talking about herpes simplex. Right, right. <laughs> they took the herpes simplex in infection. They did, you did, the honorable doctor. That, that, that. Well, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, we back on track. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying. We had to get rid of him. Knock him out the box, Rick. Myself, I know I have... I have a toxic trait now. I've I've had plenty of toxic traits in the past. 
um, that I feel like I have worked out and worked on. Um, but <laughs> for now, I know one of my toxic traits is that. Mm, and I and I and I'm going back and forth with myself. Is it is it a toxic trait or is it you know how you have that conflict within yourself? Yeah, yeah. I I I can really cut off communication with someone and and not really care. Ooh, ghost ghosting. And I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think, you know, I got to dig because, you know, I'm, I'm on my self healing journey and my self discovery. So I have to dig within myself to figure out, is that negative? Um, it could be negative to them, (laughs) like, you know, you know, and, um, shout out to, to queen on their show the other day they were uh, talking about ghosting. And that's one of the things that kind of popped up in that. Like, you know, should you be able to at least let somebody know that, hey, I've decided not to talk to you anymore? Because kind of ghosting them is almost like running away from the situation. That was their thought. My thought was that, you know, sometimes you just got to block them. <laughs> and that part of it, when... when um. <clears throat> And ghosting, it's just, it's case by case. Yeah. I feel like, because I think some people deserve an explanation. Right, right. And some people, it's like, you know, we don't really owe each other anything. Um, Like, especially if you're getting to know somebody at the very beginning, maybe y'all only had one or two phone conversations, some text conversations. You never met in person. Why do you owe them an explanation? Mm, that's very true. You know, I mean, especially if it's in the, the beginning stages, you know, ghosting when you've been with uh, somebody for three months is a completely different monster than, you know, somebody you met oh. with else. Right. <laughs> you now, know? You've known this person for three months. Y'all have invested time into each other. Y'all have kind of gotten used to each other being around and. And then all of a sudden you just cut off contact with them with no explanation. Mm-hmm. That's messed up. Right, right. That's right. messed up because you've let a person grow an attachment to you. But in two days or three days, there's no attachment there. Um, and especially if you've given them, if you've already voiced what it is that bothers you about them and it's, they really don't seem to care. It's like that's probably just who they are. Right. I don't think I owe you any explanation? I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think I told you already why I didn't feel like we were clicking. Yeah, yeah, right. I, you know what? I don't. I don't think that's a toxic trait, though. I mean, mm-hmm. now because you're a, you know, such a nice person, you have a conviction behind doing something like that, then, you know, you might rethink doing it, but I don't think it's toxic. I don't think mm-hmm. it's toxic at all. Um, procrastination. Mm. That's, that's one of my toxic traits. Oh, I share that one. <laughs> <laughs> I share that one. And, and it's, it's, it's sad that I share it, but it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's like, like even around the holidays, it's like I think in my head, if I don't do Christmas shopping, then Christmas won't come. 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to put this out for a little while. <laughs> you know? I'm like the Grinch that stole Christmas. And um, when I worked at the bank, uh, my one of the girls that sat in a cubicle down from mine, and we were friends outside of the job, but she was... She was like, she liked to rush the 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 uh, holidays to come, and I'm trying to push them off. And so, right after October, she wants to, you know, decorate the office and Christmas stuff. I said, every decoration you put up, I'm snatching it right back down. <laughs> <laughs> no, Erica, you gotta get in the spirit. I said. Bah humbug. <laughs> Why are you trying to take these people? You want to be screwed. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. You walk in so, the, yeah. the Grinch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> take all our stuff down. I told them one year I was going to walk in there with a Grinch uh, costume on. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm a fascinator. Like, I'm even. I found myself going shopping, Christmas shopping on Christmas Eve. That's, that's how bad it is. Me. That's that's every year. Every year I try to put that Hail Mary out there. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, let me see if I can get that, that gift. Huh, you know? Um, but yeah, that's, Christmas is always hard because I have to, I, I can't go out. Well, sometimes I'll do it for on Black Friday. Mm-hmm. I'll get some stuff. But other than that, it's usually either the, that Saturday before or the day before Christmas. Yeah. And then I start cussing because all this place is closed at six. <laughs> Zach, yeah, you're right. A tough topic is when we can justify toxic traits in ourselves, but are quick to call out others for what we feel their toxic traits are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's toxic in itself. When yeah. you can call out everybody else's stuff. And then when it's your turn, it's like, no, but my I'm but I like but see mine is like this and it's like no. Right, right. Now to revisit a topic from a week or two ago, that's also a trait of a narcissist too that does stuff like that. So I wonder, you know, if if that toxic trait is just part of identifying that narcissism in a mate, looking mm-hmm. at them and saying, You you always putting stuff on me, you quick to call me out on my stuff, but mm-hmm. the stuff doing you just justify (laughs) oh yes or whatever you call out in them they turn it around on you and tell you you're the same thing that you're telling them they are right right definitely oh then we got some good responses in here too i'm just kind of looking at the uh the thing and no more trolls well i'm on i'm on troll patrol (laughs) I'm on troll. Look, I don't blame you because we don't need because there was what was it uh maybe about two months ago or so we had a bunch of them jump in and it was just like they would come with a different name every time. Yeah, and, like they were having a conversation back and forth with themselves. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we could, yeah, we could get on to our next topic of tonight. This one, I think I talked to you about this before, um, private conversation. This one was inspired by Super Scent. 
Mm. And <laughs> for you viewers, <laughs> for you viewers and listeners out there, you might not know Super Sense. She is like um she's a she's a very successful businesswoman. She's a local um celebrity from New Orleans. And um she has a a, a makeup brand called the crayon case but she started out like doing these instagram videos and facebook videos real funny videos like telling stories in that new orleans accent and people mm. really took to her you know her funny stories you know and how she delivers her messages and stuff like that and she became real popular from that and then she grew her makeup brand to like a, a million dollar company really fast like she shot up really fast in her success and her popularity, you know, and so <clears throat> she got involved with this guy. They had a child together and he's been <laughs> out there publicly being caught cheating. Every time you turn around there, somebody's exposing him for cheating and, this and that and the other, and they would break up and then get back together. So all of their all of their garbage and mess from their relationship is made public. Yeah. And not only by other people, but by her too. Like she actually goes on her social media and posts about it and talk about what's going on between them. And it just seems to me that she's a very successful woman in all areas of her life. Why would she settle for this man? who doesn't seem to want anything better out of life and dragging her name down. Right, right, right. With, with scenarios like that, especially if they have kids together, that's a tough one, you know? But I know a lot of women who feel like more successful guys aren't as likely to you know, be someone that they want to be with simply because they're so used to having, they, they built their success on their own. So they don't need nobody. They don't need your money. They don't need your, you know, you know, your, your status or nothing like that. So a lot of times it really just comes down to the basic of needing companionship. So if they find somebody who stay with their mom and they ain't got nothing else better to do, but be at your every beck and call, mm -hmm. then they'll be like, okay, well, come on, <laughs> you know, and you'll be cool. In Atlanta, that's prevalent. There's a lot of people, who women who are successful in Atlanta. And on the flip side, usually when you see the person that they're dating, there's no such thing as a power couple here. Mm -hmm. Everything is like, oh, I'm super successful. And then I'm dragging this little boy along. <laughs> you know, well, that's just how it is here. Well, this is what I see in that. I see that. Most of us as women, especially if we are broken from our past, um, we take one area of our life and we excel in that area to create security for ourselves. Mm. And what we also do is we we make ourselves who we want to who we want to attract. Right. So. For instance, women think women want a man who is financially stable and successful 
So they feel if I go out and do that for myself, that will inspire a man that I'm with to want to also go and do that. Hmm. But while in doing that, while we're focusing on the aspect of financial stability and building, you know, wealth, we're not we're not focusing on the inner healing. Right, right. We're not working on what makes us want to do this in the first place. And that's what I see in this situation. She she focuses on building her business, Mm -hmm. but she's not actually working on her inner soul and heart and spirit. And you're going to only attract, like I I talked about the other day, we talked about this, you date at the level of your Mm self-esteem. And just because she's successful in business-wise, you can see where her self-esteem is by this man that she's been dealing with and putting up with. Right, right, right. I mean, do you feel like maybe she's just like, some people aren't aren't ready for the success that they have. Then some people are, but they just feel like they can't trust nobody that's out there. At least this guy, they got kids together. She might not be able to trust him, but she know that devil. She don't know the other devils she might encounter out there. So maybe it's a familiarity thing, like she's familiar with them. So she keep on going back to it instead of just cutting it off. She's familiar with that type. Yeah. Because, yeah, like you said, she grew in success, but her mindset didn't grow with the success because it came fast. But she's still mentally the same person she was before all of that. That part has not grown and evolved yet. Yeah, and that's sad because you see that, and, and it's it's sadder because how many women go through this that aren't celebrities? Like we could look at the pain that gets put out there with her because, and and I'm not gonna lie, a lot of this is on her too. When you put that stuff out publicly, like you you know some stuff is meant to be behind closed doors, and if you're a celebrity, it might be harder to hide it, but she'll go on and do videos on it herself, right. Put it out there, you know. We had a conversation about this before, where you know sometimes, you know, you know, family will will tell them about this no good stuff that this person did, but then you get back with them the next week, the family's still mad. They mm-hmm. still like, look at this, you know. We know that he ain't nothing. He, he mm-hmm. don't need to you. So that's what happens when you share this out with the public. We see the kind of drama he putting you through. But we gonna and, and we gonna be like, no, he ain't no good. He ain't no good. So even when y'all patch it up and be happy, look, we still right. see you in venom. Like it, it ain't no good. It ain't no good. So a lot of that you bring on yourself when you 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 put it out there. That being said, it, I, like you said before, it, it's probably time for her to try to really take a self evaluation and mm-hmm. say, you know what, I'm tired of this. I can do better. Question yeah. is, she really feel like she could do better. 
Yeah, that's the question. And I, I, I see where I can see where it's coming from because I've been in that same mindset. Mm-hmm. You put it out there first because you don't want to look like you don't know and you don't want people to come mm-hmm. and tell you something and embarrass you. So you put it out there first to let them know, oh, I already know what he's doing. I call him lying. He was doing this and he was doing that. So it's like a defense mechanism. Right, so right. She doesn't look like, you know, she's not informed about what's going on, but it's, you know, from the outside looking in, everybody can see that it bothers her and that she just mentally don't see herself going above you know, this type of treatment in her relationship. Right. And everybody can see he garbage. Yeah. And <laughs> but from the outside looking in, everybody else and me included is like, you have so much going for yourself. You don't have to put up with this dude. He doesn't even have anything going for himself. Like you are a successful woman. You can have any other man out here that you want. Why are you settling for this dude who keeps on embarrassing you? Mm-hmm. And guess what? He gonna keep doing it until she do that self-evaluation and be like, you know what? This ain't gonna work. You know, because what, what he got to lose? He ain't, it ain't like he doing that with his life. He gonna sit mm-hmm. there, I said earlier about, you know, oh, he could be there at every beck and call. If she need, I, I'm here. Well, I'm here. Yeah. You know, at half the people that he'd have cheated with her with know about her. And they'll do it specifically because they know about her. I, just, I think she could, I mean, you know, she got a good personality, and then you gotta be super smart to become a millionaire in that short amount of time. Um well, super charismatic because she's really charismatic, and she she definitely is one of those people who, when you when you see her, you talk to her, she makes you want to endorse and buy from her and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I don't. I mean, I just don't see why you can't get past this dude. And when I first saw them together, I was like, ah. Oh. No, super. <laughs> <laughs> you said that there was joke with your uh, with your black veil on. Oh, super. Oh, super. Don't do it, super. Not him again. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's the that's the the whole thing is that sometimes us as women we overcompensate for what we feel like we're missing and we miss the mark a lot of times because we think having a nice uh, a nice house a car a great career we think that's what's going to attract men men are not attracted to women for that no. not men who really want to be a man in your life now uh, right. a leech a leech right leeches love it <laughs> we'll look at you and say, ooh, ooh, I'm going to come up on her. For but real. a real man who wants to build with you, he doesn't care if you work at McDonald's. 
Right, exactly. I mean, and, and look, I've said that before. You know, give me, give me a queen that worked at Burger King. <laughs> you know, and, and we can build a royal family. You know what I mean? If, you know, yeah. as long as we can get on that same mindset and and do it, we can work together and build something magical. So yeah, that's that's all a man is looking for. So yeah, I think a lot of women are in that. They 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 fall prey to these mosquitoes mm-hmm. out here. <laughs> You know, and yeah, yeah, Queen Cole, she does, she really does. Mm -hmm. It's it's very evident in the things that she puts out and the things that um that she puts up with. Yeah, you can tell she has self esteem issues, or she's had them before because she overcompensates. Yeah, like when she when she gets out there, a lot of people who do that who are just like uber extroverts like it is mm -hmm. like they're trying to make up for something you know and trying to hide behind something and i think she hides behind that that persona that public persona but in actuality yeah. she's still kind of you know yeah you know just 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 dealing with a lot personally yeah and i think there's a lot on her plate there's th because she takes care of a lot of people and you know, she's brought a lot of people along with her. And I think she feels responsible for those people, but she really needs to take take a step back and take care of herself. Right. Right. And and what's going on in the inside of her so that, you know, her her success in business will also match, you know, the her inside. Right, her success in life. You know, you, mm -hmm. it, it's great to be successful in business. It's great to be, you know, oh, I've built an empire, you know, as far as like business wise. But man, you come home, your soul ain't right. You come home and your heart still aches. You come home with that. I mean, it, it, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, you still got to live with that. Yeah, no amount of money is going to substitute for it. Nope. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll give it a try. You give me. <laughs> I'll give it a try. I'll give it a try. I'm welcome to be proven wrong. You know, I'll take a chance. <laughs> All right. Well, on to our next topic of the night, our final topic, which is a good one. Colorism. Have you ever made an assumption about a person because of the shade of their skin? Mm. And colorism is a is a thing inside of the black race where we separate ourselves from each other by the shade of our skin. Mm. And that's something that we don't talk about enough. We all know it's there. Um, but we don't really address it enough as we should. I did watch a um, a documentary on the OWN network and it's called, um, there's two parts to it. There's one that's called Dark Skin Girls and there's one that's called Light Skin Girls mm. where they tell, um, they tell the individual um, experience of growing up right. in the black community and being light skinned and then the black community and being dark skinned and the different um, things that you have to go through from your own people separating themselves from you because of the shade of your skin. 
So I just this is my personal opinion. Nobody doesn't have to agree with it. But I think we've all at some point prejudged someone by the shade of their skin. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I know I have. <laughs> I definitely know I have. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and, and, and this is just one of those things in the black community. We, you see memes about it all the time. You know, uh, light skinned dudes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, light skinned dude. Yeah, he probably, you know, all effeminate and he this and he that, spoiled <laughs> and he this and that and all that. You know, um, yeah, that, that, that's one of those things that, especially in the black community, we always push. Um, it, 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 it breaks my heart when people talk about, you know, the, the trauma that, that, that dark skinned girls go through, especially when they're coming up, because, you know, it's sad that the person that's truest to that original, the original race, mm -hmm. the one that's ostracized the most. You know, and made fun of the most. That that's that's bad. Now I've always been a fan of dark skinned girls. So not me personally, <laughs> but just saying, I think in the community we do. You know, I remember back in the day you used to call people blue black and oh he just so black, he da da da, da you know, <laughs> and, and push them over to the side and you know, all that kind of stuff. Um I'm not gonna lie, I was mad at at, at, at them uh, high yellow dudes back in high school because you know they that's what Al B. Sure and them was in style. And, you know they had their little <laughs> wavy hair and all that kind of stuff. And I used to be sitting there like, yeah, I'm gonna fight. <laughs> <laughs> you want to fight somebody just because of the texture of their hair and the shade of their skin? <laughs> make it hard. I'm already chubby. You make it hard on me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it all comes from, you know, the generation before us and what they've put in to our head about this stuff. I like coming up, I was always against, and I used to say this so adamantly that I would never date a light skinned dude, only dark skinned men for me. Oh, wow. And I don't know why. I just automatically assumed that dark skinned guys were stronger, more masculine. Hmm. And that light skinned men would probably be more into their own looks mm -hmm. and be more vain and conceited. Right. Pretty Ricky, what they call them. <laughs> and, and now looking back on it, I'm like, that that was so stupid. <laughs> that was but that was my that was my childhood prejudice. Um, and that just goes to show how we divide in amongst ourselves by that simple thing. Um but I had I always did, I was I admired darker skinned women. I was like fascinated with their dark skin. And I thought their dark skin and smooth dark skin was so beautiful. That was one of that was part of the the separation that I never did understand was like, why would the darker skinned women feel less attractive? Right. When I look at them, I think they're very beautiful. Right, right. Look, I told you what my type was in school. <laughs> like, the darker it was, like 
you right there. Bingo. Yeah. Go come. Come, come <laughs> I was like, Urkel, where you down, girl? <laughs> you know? Queen said her too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, so, so I, I don't know if that was a scenario where, I mean, so you just kind of thought light skin. I know. What she said, oh, that was me. Yeah. Yeah, Nicole. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, because as, as men, we also saw dark, light skinned guys as being weaker. You know what I'm saying? Being yeah. less, um, you know, like I said, we, we saw them as being a little bit more effeminate for some reason. I don't know why that is. They weren't as strong as us. They weren't able to, you know, we didn't want them to, I mean, you can't play no sports. They was the last ones to get picked when we was playing basketball. <laughs> you know? Some, I'm not gonna lie, some of us was hating during that time. <laughs> like, we like, don't wanna play no ball. <laughs> but, uh... Gator, you ain't dark! So, back when I was in, uh, in, like, middle school, high school, I was a lot darker than I am now. I'm gonna show you a picture when we get off the air by, by um my ID from LSU. And when you see that ID, you're going to be like, wait so, a minute. So basically what you're saying is your black card been revoked. It ain't been revoked. <laughs> but I need to go ahead and, and renew. I got to get some. <laughs> look, the expiration date passed, but I need some look. I got to get some. You ain't vitamin. renewed your membership. <laughs> right. I got to get some vitamin D, you know, all that kind of stuff. Matter of fact, uh, and it's funny Queen said that when she said, I thought they were pretty boys and I didn't want someone that was prettier than me. I said so, the same thing. <laughs> was when I was in high school where my hair is like a grade where it's kind of straight and it will wave up so easy. You know, I just put a brush to it and start waving. So I would purposely not brush my hair mm-hmm. like that. I would always put the little, like, little oil and all that kind of stuff to kind of make it almost nap a little bit. Because I didn't want to be like them pretty boys. <laughs> like, I ain't want no waves, you know? I'm pretty boys with the waves and stuff. I'm a thug. That's crazy. <laughs> you try to thug it out. Right, I'm trying to thug it out. <laughs> well, why you didn't dread it up then? You know, you know I, I mean, I when I did grow it out, I thought about dreading it. But I always felt like... If I was to dread my hair, well, first of all, my mama would go have that in my house. Mm. <laughs> when I was sitting, when I was staying there, mm-mm. not in mama house. You, you know, comb yeah. your hair and cut it. Don't comb it. Look, look. <laughs> I, she, she, she let me get away with the high top fade. Oh. <laughs> you know, she did let me get away with that, but I had to beg for that. Yeah. You know, so, mm. She wasn't gonna, that wasn't gonna happen. But yeah, as I got older, I was like, man, I might, I might grow it out. And when I did grow it out, I did braid it and plait it and all that kind of stuff. But um, but now, no, no, not during high school. That wasn't gonna work, you know. Yeah. But I tried to make sure that I was. I ain't gonna <laughs> wave. no wave, no wave caps, no do rags around here. No, nah, yeah. no do rags. <laughs> and then with with as far as like with women. I did have a preconceived notion that light-skinned girls thought they were all that yeah, yeah. and better than everybody. And that was stupid too. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I felt like that too. A lot of times I, I meet a light-skinned girl and be like, uh, you I already knew what they was about. 
quote unquote. Oh yeah, they yeah. You- they won't be with that and blah blah. And you know, before I even met them, I just looked at yeah. them. And, yeah, mm. I know yeah. what they're about. Yeah, and and it's crazy how we we have those thoughts, and then we would actually cut ourselves off from getting to know a person because in our mind we feel like, oh, I already know what you about just by the way you look or just by the tone of your skin. I know what you about. I ain't even finna mess with you. And now that you're in the grown adult and think about it, you're like, how dumb. For real. I mean, that's, that's, it, it, it was really, really dumb. Cause you know, look, I had a couple girls that I was like, dang, man, I, I could have shot my shot. <laughs> <laughs> And I really think about it now because my sons, I I have four black men sons and they're all of a different skin tone. I have very dark skin. And for some reason, when, when he was, when he was a baby, I treated him like a baby doll. Mm. I gave him baths like three or four times a day. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> I would um he had this really curly curly pretty black hair and I would brush it all the time. And um then I have my my other son, he's very very pale. And if you see them together pale? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, He's pale. <laughs> when you see them together, they look like kid and play. Oh wow! <laughs> really? Look like kid and play. Speaking of high top fades. <laughs> really, and 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 it. I promise you, because my my light skinned um, son, he had the big high top fade, just like kid. Oh wow! Oh wow! And- those so now, wow! <laughs> yeah. So I have to think about them going out into the world. And will the world prejudge them because of the tone of their skin? Yeah, and see, and that's and that's sad because you know, especially with everything that we're going on right that's going on right now in the country, as far as like you know, social justice reform and things like that. You know, there's still that thought going on in your brain about it because even though yeah, all black folks we on the same side. Are we? Because, you know, we still have those preconceived notions out there. You know, I mean, I, I saw um, some footage from a rally where they were they were talking. This guy was talking about that. And he said something about God being light skinned. And he was like, oh, you know, he ain't about to fight that hard. Look, we're going to go out there. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, queen. And I'm thinking about. And, and it's, it's crazy how we, when you're on one side of the coin, you think the person on the other side of the coin has it better than you. And right. when I was watching those documentaries, the the one that's the dark skin and the light skin, the light skin girls were going through just as much, um, you know, uh, prejudice and, and uh, racism and bullying as a dark skinned girls, but the dark skinned girls did not know that because when you're coming from your own place of pain, you right. don't see what somebody else is going through. Um, Cause the light skinned girls said they would, they would get bullied in school. They would get beat up. 
because the other girls would automatically assume that they think they're better than them and they didn't have any friends and um, they got there. You know, girls would walk up to them and just cut their hair out of their head and say, you ain't going to be pretty no more or Mm -hmm. try to cut, you know, try to cut their face to make them, you know, disfigure their face and stuff like that. So when we think, you know, the other one has it better than us, it's it's often not the case. And I was glad that they did that because, you know, you get to see the other side of it. Yeah. And I, I. Sadly, that seems to be something that's common. Like when I was in school, they would do stuff like that. Like with light skinned mm-hmm. girls, you know, that was a, a, a big thing we used to do back in, you know, like elementary school. And when we say we, not me, but I'm talking about a lot of these little, for a lot of the, the girls and the boys, you know, they'll come and try to cut a piece off their hair or try to do something to make it so they're not so pretty. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's almost self hatred of our skin tone, of our melanin, that we, you know, we look at this person and say, oh, they just pretty because they like mm-hmm. to white, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so we're just going to attack them because they're, cl- you know, they're closer to that. And it, it's sad that, you know, I've seen it happen so many times. You know, one of the first things that one of the first fights I saw when I was in high school was these two girls. It was a darker skinned girl and a light skinned girl. And that was her thing. She was trying to legitimately cut her with like a razor you know, and she kept yeah. not gonna be pretty. You ain't gonna be pretty. You think you all that? You don't gonna be pretty just because the girl was light skinned. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, I hate saying it, but that's you know, I feel like it's almost self hatred. It is our own melanin, our own you know um, heritage. I would I would say. Yeah, you know that's passed down from slavery when they separated yeah. us, and you know they made. The, the field workers feel like the, the slaves that were in the house were better than them right and, and living a better life than them. And oftentimes the, the, the slaves that were living in the house were getting raped. Yeah. And all kinds of stuff. So it right. was like, which, which evil is worse? Which one do you want? Right. Exactly. You know, it's no, n- neither one of y'all has it better than the other one. It's just different. Right, exactly. It's just different, different forms of slavery. You know, it's different, different abuse. You know, whether you're getting hit by a baseball bat or you're getting hit by a whip, you're still getting hit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that, and that says we must educate our children. They are equal. No one is better than the other. Unity is what we need. Yep, it's deep within. You're right, right in that. Right. And, yeah. That's why we have to have these conversations more candidly, more openly, because the only way we can come to an understanding and see somebody else's perspective and see their side and see their experience is to talk about it. And once you talk about it, you you don't feel so isolated and you don't feel like nobody understands, you know, my situation and what I'm going through. And then. When you hear somebody else's story, you're like, well, I mean, I thought y'all just had it, you know, I thought y'all had it way better than us and y'all just didn't right. care about what we were going through. Right. And and not knowing that they, they, they catch it just as bad, sometimes worse, because being in that middle ground, you catch mm-hmm. it from, from the darker skinned people and you catch it from the white folks. 
Because mm-hmm. it don't matter how fair skinned you is, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You're still a Negro. <laughs> one, one drop. That's it. One drop. One drop. Yes. So, do you have anything to leave with the people as we close out for this evening? You know what? It's just been a great conversation. It's been, as we call the show, dope discussions. There's definitely a bunch of topics that I feel are relevant for people. And I'm glad that we had good interaction from everybody. Um, you know, I'm glad that we had trolls coming in, <laughs> trying to get in and trying to be a part of what we got going on here. So, you know, I just want to say everybody, thank y'all for being here. And that's all I got. It's been dope, man. I always feel special when we have trolls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, want to just let them talk some more. Like, welcome. <laughs> what else do you have to say yeah, yeah, yeah. yes <laughs> thank everybody for tuning in this evening and uh, interacting with us and sharing your comments and your views we so appreciate you um, join us again next Sunday we will have some more dope discussions some more hot topics um, for y'all we're gonna have um, we're gonna what are we what are we doing next week? We have a special guest next week, right? Yes, next week. We have Miss Ro Harris coming on. Uh she's got a story. She actually just got out of prison uh probably about five or six months ago. And she's, mm-hmm. you know, rebuilding her life. She's gonna share her story. She was in, you know, jail for 30 months. And while she was in there, she let that defeat that she went through allow her to go to, you know, go to school, get certifications and come out with, you know, just blazing with a business mind and a lot of business endeavors out there uh, just to basically build wealth in the future for her and her family. So it'll be great to have her on. All right. Well, yes, I'm looking forward to that. And um, Miss Annette said, Gator, this is Chef Nett, by the way. Oh, wow. What's going on, Chef Nett? Man, this is uh, one of my, my friends from TikTok. Actually, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, beautiful Chef Nets. We appreciate you coming in here. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> Thank you, Nicole. Well, we're gonna get on. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get on out of here. Um, oh my eye! Uh, look, she she hid the thing so she can put it up. Catch us live every Sunday. <laughs> 30 Central Standard Time and 7.30 Eastern Standard Time for y'all people out here on the East Coast. 